Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano. With me, as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Just one more buy round left. Thank fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's get straight into it. Our group winner this week was James. His team is Turkle Tones, and he got 2,048, which is a pretty fucking good score. He had Sinclair, Doherty, and Ryan, Dacos, Cornelio, Darcy Cameron, a little bit of a new unique, uh, unique team there, Pato. Yeah, yeah. It's refreshing to see a winner that doesn't have the usual yeah. suspects. So yeah, no, well done, James. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, injuries this week. The first one, Bailey Smith uh, injured his nostril, didn't he, Pato? He's got four weeks there. Yeah, um, might miss a little bit of time. Um, yeah. Just on a more serious note. Yeah, yeah. What, more like, serious. These. Uh, these elite sports people that use mental health as an excuse to do this fucking shit just makes an absolute mockery of real people that actually have mental health issues. That's all I'm going to say about it. Mm, Okay. Okay. We'll move on to Maxi Gorn anyway, Pato. Uh, He's got fucking everything, every little niggle under the sun. Um, We don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. After the game, um, Goodwin said that he had a, a, a stiff back going into the game. He's had an ankle. He's had a knee. Like, but basically, he's struggling. But most people probably are. Um, and I, I think that's an obvious hold for me. Um, he'll have a week off, just like with his teammates, uh, Petrarca. I think they'll come good after the bye. Not that Max Gorn's been bad with an average of one sixteen, but for his yeah. standards, that's pretty low. But I think they're both going to come good post bye, and and I think yeah. Don't worry, don't stress too much. Shouldn't be trading them out. Yep, yep. Darcy Parrish uh, got a calf uh, corky there, Pato, one week, you reckon? Or would you reckon he'll play? Oh, look, they, they said two to three days on those sort of corkies, but is he going to be 100% by next week? Or this week? And I'd or be, next week? Oh, yeah. I'd be a concerned... Yeah, they're playing Saints on Friday yeah. night. Yeah. I'd be a concerned owner if he does play because that means he's probably going to carry it for a few weeks and mm. probably be a bit subpar, so... I'd almost prefer to take the one week off. It's coming to shit time with the buys and, and all of a sudden with some of the, the rookies getting dropped and all that sort of stuff, the, the round 14 buy, which is looking like the good buy, is Turn looking like shit. another tricky buy. So, yeah, mm. it's a chance to make up some ground if you've maybe got 8 or 9 playing this week. Yeah, Machito Owens got concussed. He's up for the mandatory week there, Pato. Yeah, what a fucking... What a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Dusty Martin. I don't know much about this one, Pato. He's apparently got some form of illness. It's not leather poisoning. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely not leather poisoning. Um, no, nah, yeah, some sort of illness. He's in doubt for Thursday night, um, Dimmer said. So I doubt many people have him anyway. He's probably more of a trade-in option. Had some moments last weekend, Dano, without sort of setting the world on fire, obviously. But, yeah, with that illness that has proven to, to hit some guys for three or four weeks, I'd be well well steer of uh, steering well clear of, of Dustin Martin. Yep. Daniel Turner can cast one week mandatory as well, Pato. Yeah, probably why you don't jump on a rookie early, if I'm honest. Although some people were kind of forced into it to try and field for a week, but kind of panic stations and it's kind of backfired if you brought in Daniel Turner. I don't think it was ever a good trade in though, because as soon as as soon as the boxing the lightweight boxing champion's back, then um he's straight back out of the team. Yep, Josh Kelly had a bit of a cramp towards the, uh, the end there, Pato, but he'll be okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of panic on Twitter because someone saw him holding his hamstring. But nah, he's um, fine. I was about to say Leon Cameron, but no, it's uh, Joe, uh, Mark McVeigh. Yep. Um, came out and said it was just a little bit of cramping, and because they were playing in a VFL team that week, then uh, they just decided not to risk him in the last five minutes. But I mean, considering he got hard tagged by Kane Turner, but mind you, what the fuck are you worrying about a hard tag, North Melbourne? Worry about getting the footy yourself rather than stopping the other team. Worry fuck about idiots. retaining your fucking number yeah. one draft pick. <laughs> well, like... no, he's already out the door. Um, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, good on Adelaide. You're going to pick him up pretty cheap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to still still crack one eleven in a hard tag is a, a pretty good effort. So yeah, Josh Kelly, I, I yeah, he's going to be a great option for the rest of the year. Yep, Dane Zorko fucking 
hammy. Yep. A few weeks, most likely there, Pato. Fucking hurts me. Thought I'd have him as a bit of a POD, and he looked good for a bit, and then he let, looked shit. So... Yeah, that's why I kept saying don't trade in Dane Zorko because it's just a matter of if, not when. Yeah, Zachy Sorry, Butters. when, not if. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Zachy Butters. What the fuck happened there? Cracked his cheekbone in a bit of friendly fire. It was actually, if you didn't see the clip, Dano or anyone listening, if you didn't see this, uh, go watch it. It was just Shea Bolton selling some candy, um, getting it out of nowhere, and he forced two Port Adelaide players to crash into each other. I think it was Jonas and Butters. Um, and they both ended up going off with blood coming out of their faces. Um, and Shea Bolton came out with the footy. And it was yep. it was just, yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, but I'll stop having a little jerk off over over Shea Bolton. But no, Zach Butters, he's cleared to play apparently, but he's also cracked his cheekbone. So whether he plays and he sort of plays more forward to, to get out of the contested stuff or maybe he's going to play with a mask on. Um, but honestly, I'm... Thinking about trading him out, Dano. Interesting. I got bigger fish to fry than Zachy Butters. Um, but That's because you bring in old fuckers like Dane Zorko. Fuck, if he was like, he, he's that old, he probably farts dust and fucking pees rust. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Harry Perryman. Harry Perryman uh, broke his ribs, Pato. Uh, he's been discharged from hospital, but no return set return date for him. So he was looking He'll good in the least. midfield too. He was, yeah. He'll miss at least a few weeks, which is a bit of a shame for Perryman. Um, Taranto is apparently a chance for this weekend, though, so I guess yep. it's kind of a like-for-like like with the role that Perryman's been playing the last few weeks, don't know, but yep. a bit of a shame. He gets his big chance in the midfield and ends up cracking his ribs on a really courageous play, so yeah, just really unlucky for the, the Pez man. Yep, yep. Anyway, we're going to the rookies, and there's fuck all. Um, but we're going to try and go into some that could potentially play. So anyway, first one, we got Judson Clark, 117k mid slash forward, got 63 on debut, minus 34 break even. Um, and he's first up this week too, Pato. Yeah, first game of the round again. I don't love his job security though, Dana. I know he huh? looked good. But he played Ken, Kane Lambert's role. Now, Kane Lambert was the sub on Thursday night. Unused, mind you. He's been dealing he's dealing with a hip issue, which he'll probably deal with for the rest of his either year or career, or maybe both. Maybe he's in his last year. And I mean, maybe they're just gonna have him as a permanent sub for the rest of the year, just to sort of have him there as a as a sub guy so he doesn't have to get through full games. But maybe he'll also play and Judson Clark might be really unlucky. But he did look good. I don't love the job security though, and I think Rioli may come back this week. Maybe that's a little bit more wishful thinking than not, but not that they're playing exactly the same role, but I don't love Judson Clark as a trade-in potential option. I might be forced into it though, Dano, personally, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's basically it for the ones that have played. So we're going to go to possible debuts. It's fucking pass, Pato. It's fucking pass, but possible debuts. We'll talk about a few. So first one's Bryn Tekel, 102K mid slash forward. Um, yeah, played sample and did well for... Actually, is he a ruck forward or is he a mid-forward, Pato? He's a ruck forward. Yeah, you fucked I up on the definitely didn't team, re- mean to write mid-forward. Yeah, I just realised that then. Anyway, he played in the sample, did good, uh, kicked three snags. Could come in for, what, Finn Layson Or partner Finn Layson. Finn Layson's not a fucking ruck. Anyway. Yeah, Could come in for I... partner Finn Layson, leave Dicko up forward. Yeah, um, I can't even think of the coach's name off the top Hinkley. of my head, but he's lost his marbles. Hinkley, um, yeah. yeah, he said that he loved the look of Finn Layson in the ruck. And anyway, um, so I, I have a feeling that Tickle, could you imagine if it's Brian, not Bryn? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I can see a world where Brian comes in um, and leaves Dixon up forward and they just run with a ruck duo of Finlayson and Brian mm. and who are really both <laughs> part-timers, but they're a bit more of your mobile rucks. So maybe they'll roll with that. Sam Hayes, they said that he was unwell still, but played in the Sandful and actually did really well. So there's a little bit of smoke screen there. They're clearly just unhappy with how he's performing. They lost the game though. And Sam Hayes has been part of their sort of emergence. So... Kind of a weird one there, but hopefully Brian plays this week or 
and that would bring <laughs> really good cover for Maxi Gorn. I think you're up for fucking clanger of the week with this run sheet, but <laughs> until until oh fuck no it last comes out last when week he, when last he week. debuts and BT finds out that it's Brian. Oh, fuck. Anyway, next one's Massimo D'Ambrosio. He's a, he was my pick of that fucking draft, Pato. As you know, I kept talking this motherfucker up. I thought he'd go number one. Anyway, he's a 102k defender. And I think he had, what, 28 touches in the VFL up to halftime or some shit like that? Or 21? Oh, it was a fucking lot. He was looking for 40 yeah, plus. He ended up finishing. He finished on 33, which is huge. He's a running defender off halfback. Fucking classy as shit. They need help, Essendon. So he could potentially come straight in, Pato. Yeah, yeah, agree. He could play this week. Um, if it's not this week, it'll be next, I think. Um, they kind of need this type of player, Dono. It's not looking great off that halfback line for Essendon. So could play this week. Now, the next bike um, is on where we're going to suggest because you've actually forgotten someone on the run sheet for the injuries, Pato, and that's Caleb Marchbank. Looks like a, a meniscus tear anywhere up to six to eight weeks or some shit like that. So sad times for Caleb Marchbank, but Sam Durden... No, I, actually, a- I, didn't, I didn't forget. I only saw it sort of just before I logged on to do the podcast, Dano, so... Fucking poor form. Anyway. Um, found out late. Anyway, Sam Durden's a 117K defender. He could debut in place of Marchbank. Um, Pato, thoughts? Yeah, unlucky if you brought in Marchbank. I strongly considered it last week. Ended up going with Ware instead, and I'm pretty happy with that choice because he got I 66. And um, may even hold his spot because he looked okay on the weekend, although most people do against North. <laughs> anyway, Sam Durden. Sam Durden. Yeah, we'll play. Won't set the world on fire. He'll be a sort of 40s guy but maybe that's all you need on the bench but I think you go with the guy we're about to talk about who is a little bit cheaper yeah we got Josh Carmichael 102k mid slash forward yeah 23 touches and 10 tackles in the VFL Pato um Collingwood do they need him though that's the question I think he'll play whether it's this week or whether it's in the next couple I think he plays well they don't have the buy this week so it can't really be this week no Good start, Dano. <laughs> oh, shit. We're really rolling, aren't we? Anyway, we'll move on to Callan Dawson, 102K defender. Um, I have not heard much. Oh, wait, no. I did hear much about this guy. Last week, we all thought he was going to debut. Then we realized that North were talking about after their buy. Yeah, it was really weird to announce it the way they did before their game last weekend yeah it was weird <laughs> but to say oh yeah he'll debut after his bye so they're talking about a debutante for two weeks time yeah <laughs> while the guy was still injured really yeah. fucking weird so anyway um they, they've pretty much confirmed that he's going to debut uh next week so if you can deal with the non-playing rookie he's all but sure of playing um just goes to show how desperate north are although Going into the draft, if you guys listened to the podcast that, that we recorded just before the draft took place, I mentioned that Callan Dawson was probably the most ready-to-go prospect of the whole draft. It's a little bit of a shame he ended up at North, but they, they need need that person that's ready to go. So another one that probably won't set the world on fire, although he has done some intercept work in the past, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, one that we haven't got on, but we're going to say anyway, Elijah Hollands. Pato, there's a lot of talk about him again. We can't ignore it. They're starting to post Ew. fucking articles. <laughs> like, he's 122K, 123K, I should say, uh, mid slash forward. So keep an eye out. If his name's put down, we don't fucking know what the fuck Dewey's going to do. You know what's crazy? What? Elijah Holland is in, Holland is in 17,679 teams. Still probably just a loop option. That's eleven percent of the comp, including me. So pretty crazy. Um yeah, I've been I've been hearing for a month that he's gonna debut. I'll fucking believe it when I see it. Yep, yep. How'd Jai Cully go? Number one mid season yeah. draft pick. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this is this is funny. So um 
West Coast in the Waffle um, fielded about 18, I think it was, AFL-listed players. They still got done by six goals to Claremont, which is fucking hilarious because that was the that's the club that they were picking top up players from when they had all that COVID happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jai Cully was terrible. Uh, I didn't watch the game, although looking at the stats, um, he was probably worst on ground for them. Uh, maybe Jack Williams was instead though. But now Cully reads stat line of just ten touches, two marks, two tackles, three inside fifties, and a free against. So. Yeah, yeah really I don't think. Fire. Yeah, I don't think he's close. Um, they actually mentioned that Rhett Bazo was probably the next one to debut from West Coast, who I believe hasn't played a game, but I don't really know much about him. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, we'll move on to um, primo trade-ins, and we've got a few, or there are even some smoky trade-ins, Pato, that we've listed because some players have had role changes and they're fucking passing the eye test. So anyway, move on to defence. Uh, as usual, we'll mention Sam Doherty at 539k, 112 average, 23% ownership. He's got a 65 break even. Pato, is he good against Richmond? Well, if you go off his round one score, he's got 144. That included a goal, um, too. Fuck. He did kick a goal, yeah, because um, he was playing on the wing. Look, I, I mentioned last week that I liked Doherty more than Sinclair. Uh, they've scored not that far apart so look into it what you will but just with the price point I think Doherty's your guy he's currently the fifth ranked defender um, I think not that's not going to change that much so I think there's about 50k difference between Doherty and Sinclair and I think with that 50k you can do a lot more yep yeah okay Loggy Whitfield, we've got whoa, the return of the wit. 428k. Pato has literally put on the run sheet. Forget about his average. 11% ownership. Still. Shit. An 86 break even. And Pato's mainly doing it because he got 118 on his return under McVeigh. The only thing is, it was against North Melbourne and it pretty much nearly everyone had over 25 touches. Um, but Pato, yeah, talk about him. I flagged it last week as a potential like must-watch this this weekend, and I'd almost bet that a lot of that eleven percent don't know are teams that aren't even have given up, have not even logging in anymore. So maybe I'll try and do some research, and I'll post it on my Twitter that um, of how much of like the top ten k owns Lockie Whitfield, but it wouldn't be many before this week. So I think with the price. He passed the eye test. He looked healthy, Dano. Um, and he's back on that sort of wing, half forward, half back sort of role where he's just sort of going wherever he likes and getting the touches. And at 14 uncontested marks. So he's just going back to getting a lot of the footy and, and finding targets. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Rich we've got here as well. 5, 510K, 99 average, 9% ownership, 57 break even. Um, Zorka goes down to... Bazorko was playing in the middle, so who gives a fuck? Um, past good past five games there, Pato. If you take out um, that game versus DeBoer. yeah, he's gone one seventeen, ninety three, one twenty seven, one nineteen, one nineteen in his last five. If you take away that Giants game, so I think the scoring holds up. He actually had a pretty good finish to the year last year. I know I mentioned before about trading in old guys. Plays a bit bruise free though, so it's almost I don't know. Look, I, I look at the most popular players and I look at everyone in the top fucking 10, 5, 10K. They all have the same players. So you've got to find these point of differences if you're going to make up ground. Otherwise, you just, you're just going to get left behind because they've already got the lead on you. So you've got to find these guys that are in less teams, whether that's a Whitfield, whether that's a, a Josh Kelly, uh, a midfielder that I'm going to talk about when we get to it, Dano, that I'm going to bring in this week. Um, you got to find those point of differences. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Liam Baker is one of those point of differences, though, Pato, and he's got a nice defensive forward swing. Five, uh, sorry, 453K. So he's under 500K range. He's only got the 76 average, though. 2% of teams own him, 70 break even. But what's his three round average and what role is he playing, Pato? Three-round average of 109, and he's playing that Jaden Short sort of role where he's rebounding. He even kicked one goal, too, I think, on the weekend, Dano. Nice. Um, he's really pushing forward. So he's partnering Dan Rioli, and they're both getting forward really well. So 
it's an interesting one. Um, it would take someone very, very brave. Um, but just like with the Darcy Cameron pick, Diana, if you pick a guy early on on the role change, it just creates a huge POD as well as a great price point. And just think of what you can do with the money. That's that's pretty much it. Um, look, I think Whitfield's a better option than Liam Baker and at 30K less. But maybe you need the forward defence swing with, mm. you know, with a McCartan. And you want someone that can probably average 105. And I think Baker can do that, Dano. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But this is why we talk about them. That's why we talk about it. Midfielders, Pato. We've got the usual Took Miller in there, 575k, 118 average, 36% ownership, 57 break even. Good run home. Nice price. Can't go wrong, Pato. Yeah, kind of now or never with Took. Um, we saw what he could do before the buy, um, although, again, against North. Um, but before that, if you take away his game against Western Bulldogs, who no one scores well against, he went... From round seven onwards, he went 160, 122, 130, 59 against the Dogs, 109 and 167. So the, the old Took's back. Um, if you wait much longer, he's going to be over 600K and be in that top echelon. And I think he's in relatively, like, not as many teams as a lot of the other popular guys. He's in 36% of teams, which sounds like a lot. But you compare that to a, a sort of McRae who's at a similar price point and McRae's in 55% of teams. Um, it's not a huge unique, but it is a little bit of a unique. And, I mean, we know what two can do. We all watched him last year. And, mm. yeah, I think he's a great option if you don't have him. Yeah, and we go from Took to the guy that was in the fourth grade with Moses, and that is Travis Boak, 496K, 111 average, 9% ownership, 76 break even. But fucking Pato doesn't like him. I do. I mentioned it the other week that, you know, he's Benjamin Button, man. He gets better with age. He's like a fine motherfucking wine. But in saying that, Pato, who's at a similar price? And yeah, who else do you have to look out for? So you got to weigh him up. Look, I, I, I ridiculed you last week about Travis Boak. And he actually had a really good game against the Tigers. I think his 110 was a little bit stiff. Um, you got to consider that the ruck situation at Port isn't great. So that does affect the midfielders for sure because they're not getting the ball rammed down their throat. But I think he can average sort of 105 to 110 on the rest of the year. And if you're really stuck price-wise, I think Boke is a decent M8 option. But I really think next week... Um, Petrarca is pretty much the same price. I think he can definitely go 120 on the rest of the year. And we've seen that happen. Um, and you've also got guys like Jack Steele back in a couple of weeks. You've got Parrish will be really cheap in a few weeks. And Sam Walsh has just had a down game as well. So although a little bit more expensive than the 500K range, um, if you can get Walsh at 550, yeah, it's hard to say no to. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say no. So, yep. Look, it's more if you're, you're stuck for, for cash and you will maybe want to save an extra trade for the, the stretch home if you've gone a little bit crazy earlier on in the year, but you could probably do worse for 500k, don't know. Yeah, Pato. I had to put him on. I, I had to. I noticed someone that you put on the run sheet and I fucking love it because we have not spoken about this man much this season and he's kind of become relevant, hasn't he, Pato? Um, let's not talk. So let's not announce the name. Just out, he's a bit more relevant now. One hundred and seventeen, three round average. Yeah, yeah, one seventeen three round average. One hundred and four five round average in just one yep. percent yep. of teams. Yep, five twenty seven k. Now his average is ninety seven, but his break even seventy eight, and that's the human STI himself, Cam Guthrie, aka the Guth. And who does he have this week, Pato? He's got the Eagles this week. Who, oh, yeah. Um, he dropped 144 on last year. Oh, yeah. Then he's got the Tigers, who don't mind conceding big scores to opposition midfielders. Oh, yeah. And then just North Melbourne the week after that, who he dropped 147 on last year. So, I think obviously, you're not, obviously, you're not look, bringing <laughs> him in for the next uh, three weeks, although he's got a really good run home. We'll talk a little bit more about Geelong's draw 
mm-hmm. a bit later on, Dano. But if you if you all think that that Geelong are going to make a run towards finals, and you're like a really good pod, I think the guff is maybe your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, devil's advocate here. Uh, the scores have kind of coincided with Patrick Dangerfield being out with the calf issue. So maybe there's some tangible evidence, although they did play together last year when the guff did really well until he did his shoulder around the buys. So yep. yeah, a bit of, bit of food for thought. Have a think about it. We're not telling you you have to, to, to trade in the guff, uh, but I, yeah, he's a really great unique and he doesn't get tagged. Um, that's never going to be an issue. And he's pretty consistent as well. He's a little bit like Ben Keys in the sense that they don't, they don't get tagged. They're not the sort of players that will ever get tagged. And um, they'll sort of keep pumping you out 100 to 130 every week and won't have those real, real bad games like a, like a Petrarca or a, or a Miller or a Cripps can, can have every now and then. And maybe that's what you prefer. Yeah, we're going to skip the rucks because there's fuck all, and one of them we are going to discuss. Except for Braden Proust. Braden Proust, just saying. Anyway. We talked about him last week. Anyway, anyway. Um, He's we'll go to the forward line. Go to the forward line. Tim English, who is one ruck that you could bring in. Anyway, 609k, 121 average, not 29% of teams own him, 112 break even. Now or never for the big Tim English, Pato? Yeah, I think it's going to be now or never. Um, a bit crazy that he's only in 29% of teams considering some of the high ownership of some really high-end premiums. Um, mm. I have a feeling that will jump up a lot this week with him coming out of the buy. And yeah, you're not going to want to get bring him in any much more than what he is priced at at the moment. So yeah, now and ever, I think. And I think the next bloke is a now and ever as well. It's the Marcus Abontempelli. At 583k, 111 average, 13% ownership, 132 break-even, but... He's coming off the bye. Bailey Smith is out. Surely Bontempelli's midfield minutes go keep going up, and he's got a great run home. We, as we know, his fucking ceiling's huge, Pato. And yeah, I just think, even though his break even is one thirty two, he can he can fucking go massive from here. Yeah, I I've heard people talk about how he's been playing injured, but if this is Bont playing injured, averaging 111, being the third ranked forward. Imagine what he's going to be like after the bye, after a week off. And mm-hmm. um, with Bailey Sniff going out for a few weeks, <laughs> I think that opens up some uh, midfield CBAs for a Bontempelli type. And I can't see a world where this pick fails, Dano, unless Bontempelli goes down injured. Um, I think worst case scenario, we averaged 105 on the year and he plays through the injuries, but 105 is still a top six forward, don't know. So I can't see a world where this is a bad... Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, he pushes 125 average. That's how good his ceiling is. And you'll be spewing it in, bring him in this week or next week under 600K because... Once uh, once the break even resets a bit, um, yeah, he's going to be out of reach, just like his teammate Tim English. So, mm. yeah, it's this week, next week, or never with Bont and Pally. Um, don't don't worry about having three Bulldogs forwards or four bull, Bulldogs forwards or whatever you've got. Just just fucking do it. Yep, yep. Speaking of which, Pato takes a while to talk. Uh <laughs> We got Tom Livratore up next, 544k, 103 average, 3% ownership, 89 break even. He could also benefit from more midfield minutes uh, there, Pato, with Bailey Smith going out. Huge PO yeah, still, some, 3% of teams. Somehow this guy keeps flying under the radar. He's a really good price at 544k, um, break even of 89, so that's not going to last much longer. Um, he has a five round average of 110, Dano. Mm. And that puts him like at that Bontepalli level. Um, and he's another one that will benefit from the Sniffster being out just with CBAs. And um, he doesn't have the hamstrings of Adam Trelaw, so you don't have to worry about that. So, 
I think this guy's being slept on a lot. If you've already got English and Bontempelli, um, I think this is your guy, honestly. Yeah. Now the next guy is the one that Tim Mitchell is thinking of bringing back in. That's Stephen Cornelio at 498k, 99 average, 58% ownership, 29 break even. We told you guys if you traded him out, you're fucking stupid. Under McVeigh. Man, man's just a beast. He's playing his role that he wants. He's playing it well, Pato. Where rightfully where he belongs. You got you, you, if you have him, he'll hold him. You don't let him go. If you don't have him, he's still within reach. I um I read something on Twitter today, Dano. Yep. And it pretty much questioned if North Melbourne are going to stick with a tag. I know Josh Kelly is one of the best midfielders in the comp when he's playing that role. But why would you not move it to someone that had five shots on goal and was getting the footy at will? Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Is he a tag risk? No. I don't think so. I don't see how this goes wrong then, Dana, unless Leon Cameron somehow gets his job back. <laughs> um, I He's under 500K. I, I, need you, I need people that traded him out to forget that you traded him out. We'll stop saying we told you so that it was a shit decision. Cover his name up. Cover what Clovey goes for. Have a look at his price. Have a look at his average. Have a look at his three-round average, his five-round average, yep. and his ownership, which is at about 60%. And ask yourself, do you want to bet against that? Because the answer is no. You need this guy in your team. It is that simple. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And what you do, what you do, you mitigate it by having Josh Kelly. So even if one of them get tagged, the other one will still go 160. So you're fine. Yeah, we're going into some real fucking hardcore POD range with these next three. Oh, I love me some we- hardcore. Oh, yeah. And the first one is one that you probably like. Yeah, anyway. Um, Taylor Walk is our first one, Pato, at 476k, 100 average, 1% ownership, 58 break even. Got this man in draft, and he's fucking pumping out the big scores. But why is he, Pato, and why is he a good option? Oh, I don't want to talk about the racist dog, but we have to. You have to, mate. He's playing a high forward role, but he's also getting forward and kicking goals. It's a little bit crazy. So he's averaging 100, which is really good this year for a forward. He's getting 20, 25 touches a game. Yep. And on top of that, they have a really soft run home. Yep. Really soft. Oh, yeah. How Um, soft is really soft? uh, So soft. I'm paying 620K for Rory Laird this week. That's how soft. Oh, shit. Well, this is how soft it is. It's fucking North Melbourne twice, West Coast and Gold Coast and Port once. Fucking, that's that's soft. Yep. Yep. Definitely no hardcore there. Is it risky? I think it is risky because he's shown some knucklehead ten- tendencies in the past mm. and he's also old. But on the flip side, <laughs> he's playing yep. for a contract. Correct. And I don't think it's going to be with Adelaide. And I think he's going to be pretty keen to show contending teams that he's still got it. And, I mean, I don't want to say Richmond should go after him, but he could be the missing piece for a contending premiership team like a Brisbane, like Freo. Western Bulldogs could transform into a fucking major contender. No, he's not a midfielder. No, 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 no. That's why. That's why. they got no fucking real forwards. I mean, Aaron Norton? Really? They don't draft draft non-forwards. Uh, non-mids. That's why they're not drafting him. They're trading for him. True. Well, they're picking him up as a unrestricted free agent or whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, but no, I yeah, I actually think this is a better player than what people are talking about. Who we're going to talk about very soon. I think it's a better play than a different key forward from a different club. Yep. Yep. Next one though, who's named yes. up forward? But he's had a role yes. change, Pato, and that's Harry Himmelberg. Who would have thought that we'd be t- talking about a super coach relevancy with Harry Himmelberg? 435k, Pato, 80 average, 0.7% ownership, but his break even is minus 61. Why is that, Pato? He had a role change to defense because McVeigh is actually a fucking coach and goes, right, Himmelberg is really not that great as a forward. He goes, eh, 
average to below average, but let's put him back to the position that he was fucking drafted at. And what you, happens, Pato? Did you see the quote, Dano? No, what what was the quote? So McVeigh had a little cheeky dig, I reckon, over the weekend. He goes, oh yeah, and he was talking about Canelio, but he's obviously talking about multiple guys when he says this. Oh, I really believe that the guys should play in the position that they are the strongest at. Yep. Which is pretty much saying that the guy I took over from was a fucking idiot and kept playing players out of position. Like Josh Kelly on a wing. Like Canelio in the forward pocket. Like Whitfield anywhere but where he's playing now. Like Himmelberg up forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Haynes in the AFL. But anyway... Um, Haynes in the AFL. What the fuck? <laughs> playing out of position. Uh, that was a joke. Anyway, yeah, no, he's he's actually good. Haynes, the the way that Harry is playing, Harry Himmelberg plays a Haynes role way better than Haynes. Yeah, yeah. So Himmelberg so, is the Amazon Nick Haynes, and Nick Haynes is the Wish Himmelberg. Fuck. <laughs> I think yeah. Anyway, people are worried about Davis and Nick and uh, Nick Haynes coming back into the team and them moving Himmelberg around. He's fucking safe as houses back there. The Giants look so much better with him actually moving the ball out of defense. He's got a good kick, just not at goal. Um, but he's a good field kick, and he's he takes the ball up the corridor more. And, yeah, anyway, he's got a three-round average of 131. He got, what, 189 on the weekend, even though it was only against the fucking VFL team. Still, he all, if the Giants hadn't pulled Himmelberg off when they did, he would have broken... The club's record for most disposals in a game, which was 41. I can guarantee that. He would have cracked the 41 disposals easy, but they pulled him off. Because they're like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. He's fucking good. Yeah. I, I like the play. I like the thought. I think he's a, the best option of these cheap guys if you're going to go a risk. Yeah. It's just such a shame we have to wait a few more weeks for him to get defense status. Yeah, I know. I know. Because, like, if he was a defender, I'd probably bring him in this week over Whitfield. Yeah. But I'm going Whitfield instead. Obviously, because you need a defender. Well, I'm going Whitfield and Laird. I need a midfield and a defender. Yeah, okay. But if you've got a forward spot, you just hold him in your forward and you've got a forward defense swing in a few weeks. Yeah, I don't You've got someone that could potentially average 110 on the rest of the year. I'm I'm saying this, Pato. If somehow you like shit happens, people getting players get injured and shit. I am all for swinging. If you've got M8 available, swinging one of your mid forwards up to M8 and then bringing Hammer Himmelberg in. I'm all for it, Pato. That's something I could do. I'm all for it, and it would help. Rory Laird's going to score too much. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. That, that's my thoughts on Harry Himmelberg. Fucking never thought I'd see the day that I'd absolutely love the way that he plays. And now I do. As a Giants fan, it's about fucking time. It's about damn time. Anyway. Anyway, we'll move in on to the next one. Yeah, Lizzo fucking... In a minute, I'm going to do a Anyway. Here's another guy that's um, into Lizzo. I don't know. Fucking whatever. Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Is the talk Where of is fucking, this going? Is the talk of fucking Twitter, Pato, at 490k, 91 average, 2.9% ownership, 38 break even. Everyone, every fucking trade proposal I've seen so far is like, oh, do I bring in fucking this person or do I bring in Jeremy Cameron? What what's what 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 are your thoughts on the Jeremy Cameron situation? Because again, we talked about Geelong having a fucking mouthwatering, like run home. We've got West Coast twice, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, Port, fucking the dogs who concede to big key forwards. What do you thought? Look, Jeremy Cameron. I I get it, but I also don't get it. He's almost 30. That's that's not why I don't get it, because we talked okay. about Taylor Walker before. Yeah, that's true. I This isn't a guy that gets 20 touches. Yeah. I think Taylor Walker, even if he's not kicking goals, is still going to score at least 80 or 90. Yeah. Because of the role he's playing. Yeah. If Jeremy Cameron gets shut down, 
uh, he he scores forty. Yep, I'm, I'm and not all he, for it. He never plays full seasons, Dano. The last yeah, I, time he played twenty two games was twenty fifteen. Well, he doesn't have to play twenty two games. He only has to play out the rest of the season. But he's played the whole season so far. Then he has to play twenty two. <laughs> he's not going to play twenty two games. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you mean. I'm yeah. I'm not for Jeremy Cameron. I just yeah. He scored fifty four against the Bombers in round one. He kind of scores big every second week at the moment. Like cracks a hundred. When I say he scores big, he cracks a hundred every second week. So why don't you just get Taylor Walker for the pretty much the same prize? Cheaper, who's currently it? averaging a hundred and has a and probably better draw? Himmelberg. 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 Or the next bloke, which is Mitch Duncan at four forty k. 84 average, 3% of teams, 61 break-even. But what? Why, why are we talking about Mitch Duncan besides the fact that everyone was talking about him in preseason? Why are we talking about Mitch Duncan here? Because he's 440k. Yeah, but why are we talking about Mitch Duncan here? Because of his draw. But why are we talking about Mitch Duncan here? Because he's back playing half-back. That's why we're talking about Mitch Duncan here, Pato. He's back playing half-back. Bruce free footy, yeah, I know. With a tissue. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to take a, a swing at someone at this price, it's surely Himmelberg or Duncan. Yeah, I agree. Duncan has runs on the board. He's just had a couple of years where he's been very injury affected, which is enough to scare a lot of people away. And fair enough. Yep. But dating back to 2014, he's got he's averaged 100, 91, 92, 110, and that's when he played half back. 106, 103, 104, 99, and 84 this year. But they've kind of thrown him around a little bit. He's had some good games, he's had some bad games. But, yeah, I think with a week off and, and going into the back end of the year, he could push 100 for the rest of the year Yeah, if he stays yep. in the park. I don't mind it. Anyway, we'll move on to fucking listener. Well, actually, no. First of all, we won't do listener questions. We'll do a new segment, which is called the Patrick Dangerfield Clanger of the Week. And who? What? What are our nominations for last week, Pato? We already decided on who fucking won. We already for last week. For last week, we already know who won. But fucking put put it out there. Who's your nomination? I haven't thought about it to be honest. It was fucking me <laughs> for the podcast. Okay, these were the nominations in our chat because Pato's fucking gone old and senile. So basically, we got Pato for fucking up the run sheet a few times and fucking up people's names and shit like that. Or there was me for not paying attention to the podcast edit and uploading (laughs) a podcast which only came out of your left fucking ear. Which I got absolutely roasted for on Twitter, and apparently someone said, "What did someone say?" They said, "Oh, I was Dane having a wank or something." Yeah, yeah, you were, um, yeah, jizzing over the the, the microphone. That was, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, no, I I won the Patrick Dangerfield Clanger of the Week last week, Pato. Um, proud proud to have that one. Anyway, listener questions, listener questions. We had a Twitter first. We only had two on Twitter. So Ian Lloyd has asked, has Spike's coaching made Whitfield a viable option for Zorko? Yes. Fucking 100% yes. That was an easy question, Pato. Next one. This is like a two-parter. So Noah has asked, thoughts on getting Himmelberg? He can't decide between who is projected to go up a heap, uh, between him, Himmelberg, who is projected to go up a fuckload, or Libba, who is an extra 100,000. Would you go Himmelberg or Libba? Pretty much. It's a tough one. Oh, I really like Libba. I really like Libba. Himmelberg. It's Himmelberg. I just, I don't know if it's nailed on. I, they've got guys to come back. I think if you want to, oh, well, even fucking, yeah, Libba, Libba actually. You got a good point because Libba, even though he's a POD, yeah, he's a, he is a POD, but. But he has to share points with so many other Western Bulldogs players. I think Harry is the way to go. And put it put it this way as well. He's had three games since the role change. He scored 80 against West Coast, which is actually 
following trend because not many defenders score well against them because the ball's never down in yeah, uh, the West Coast forward line. Um, it scored 126 against the Lions, who were looking very tired and depleted before their bye, and 187 against North, who can't kick a footy. I like it. <laughs> so it's a little bit like um, last week when I suggested what's his face from GWS? I don't know. Peeling. Peeling. Oh, yep. Where yep. if it goes wrong, at least he's made a shitload of cash. And Himmelberg will make a shitload of cash. He will. So even if he starts scoring 60s, he's still going to get up over 500k and then it's a sideways trade to to Bailey Sniff or or Jack Steele using DPP like Mate, this he could turn I'm I'm just saying this, he could turn into like um Tom Lynch fucking price rise territory. If put it this way, Dano, if go into players on Supercoach. Yep. Yep, yep. Hang on. Let's do this right now. Going to Harry Himmelberg and projected. No, press on three round average. On Harry Himmelberg. No, on every every super coach player. Yep, okay, bear with me. Oh well he'll be up there. He'll be he'll be up there. Stephen Cornelio, Jack Sinclair, then Harry Himmelberg. Harry Himmelberg has a higher three round average than Clayton Oliver. Yep. Then Tim English. Then Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal, Josh Kelly, James Sicily, Jared Witts, Brad Crouch. Rory Laird. Jeremy Cameron, who apparently people are into. Um, it's it's crazy, Dano. And look, I it's tough. It probably depends on what they can do with an extra 100K by going Himmelberg. Because if it's to finish your team, I would probably just go Libba just for safety. Um, and it's not like you're choosing between a really popular player and a huge POD. Like, they're both PODs. Yeah. And maybe Himmelberg has a higher ceiling because of the role, but I think consistency-wise, Liberal probably do better for you. Well, let's look at his... Um, let's look at cash generation side of things. So if all, all Himmelberg needs to do is hit 81 against the Western Bulldogs and he'll go up 63K... Now, the trend that he's going, he could clear 100, so that could be more. And then after that, that's if he scores 81 against the Western Bulldogs, if he scores 96 against Collingwood, he'll go up another 33K. Yeah, and that puts him at about 540K. Yeah. Then who the fuck knows what happens with everything else. But man's going to be in the 500K range. I think now's the time to strike. Value for money. Buy low, sell high. 100%. Interesting. 0.7% 0.7% of teams. Compared to 2.8 or whatever Liverpool is. I don't give a fuck. It's a Harry Himmelberg nation right nation. now. Thor Love and Thunder's coming out soon, Pado. His <laughs> name's Thor. There's a direct correlation between movie releases and fucking playing good footy. So... Also, 72% bringing out your inner, out your inner nerd here, Dano. Up. 72% of stats are made up. Uh, yeah. You're bringing out your inner nerd here. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. He, he looks like Thor. Anyway, do we get any on Facebook or did you forget, fucking forget to post? No, I posted. We got a couple. Oh, yeah. And he's one of them, Tate, because Tate always fucking answers our questions. I'll um I'll quickly chuck one in here, Dana, while you're bringing that up. Yep. Um. So... For those of you who might have a similar team to me, I am looking at trading out two like not quite primos. And one of them is Darcy Cameron, which is a little bit risky. <gasps> yep. Um, what was that? I was Did like, something <gasps> just slip up your like arse? It was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, keep going. It was a gas. Um, so I'm thinking of going Darcy Cameron and Zach Butters to Lockie Whitfield and Rory Laird. All right. Oh. So Darcy Cameron probably only has three or four more weeks in the role. And in that time, he plays GWS, which I think that'll be against Bruce. Gold Coast, and that's obviously Jared Witts. North Melbourne, who it sounds tougher than what it is because Goldie knows what he's doing. And then Adelaide in the next four, which is Rory O'Brien, Riley O'Brien. 
So I jump on her, her, I jump early on him, and I think Butters will be affected by this face injury for the rest of the year. So my plan was to have Butters as a as a roaming M M nine F seven swing for cover, but if I can just complete my team with Laird and Whitfield and get rid of those two and be done with it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, carry on Facebook questions. Yeah. I'm going to Pantelis, who was our highest scoring round. What last round? Anyway, he goes thinking of trading out Heaney for Bontempelli. Heaney was a player he attended to Cape, but that was before Bont was named as a forward. So his possible forward line would be English Bontempelli, Dunkley, Brody, Parker, and Darcy Cameron. If he trades out Heaney, would what do you think, Pato? It it's got the potential to backfire. Um, Heaney after a rest is a potentially great scoring guy, but I can understand why he would want to. Yep. But in saying that, I think Bontempelli is like he has a potential to be the number one averaging forward for the rest of the year, even higher than Tim English. Okay. So I think if you can correct Heaney, I think you do it, honestly. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sam asks, is Tom Stewart the best defender to bring in this week or wait until his injury-affected score is no longer in the three-round average? I think wait. The whole point is to wait for these guys to bottom out. Yeah, I think you've got to give it one more week. Um, Tom Stewart has West Coast this week as well. So I, I even predict a sort of 70 or 80 score just because West Coast trend like that with with defender scores against them so will he play uh i think he'll play but i think you leave it one more week and you get him in cheaper because you never know when you're going to need that 30 40 50 k or whatever he drops so i think you'll wait a week or you just choose someone else for cheaper but tom stewart's a pretty good option yeah he's he's projected is 117 and his price, so his price change is actually looking at minus eight k. Then he's got Richmond the next week, who is projected is meant to be around one hundred and three, and he's meant to be projected to go down minus what thirty eight k. So he could come out and fucking absolutely blitz West Coast, but realistically, he's got what uh, break even of one thirty seven. Is it Pato? Yeah, break even of one thirty seven. So I'd hold a week. No harm in it. What if he comes At back? At least a and week, he, yeah. What if he comes back and, yeah, pumps out an 80 or a 70 or some shit? I mean, he's done it this year already against the Giants, 74. You so. have to look at trends just like when English played against Geelong and Reece Stanley was named. you 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 got to know that Stanley is a really good negating Ruckman. And you've also got to know that the defenders don't score that well against West Coast, just the rest of the 18 players do in every team. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I think you hold off a week and and be a bit of a tight ass like that. Yeah. Anyway, we're not called the Super Coach Co Captains for nothing, Pato, because every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from others. And now we're at round fourteen. We got some fucking juicy matchups, Pato. Mind you, can I just say I got all tips right last week. We and and you so also. I. Yeah, I know because I was like you also you partially convinced me to go Collingwood. Yep, you're welcome. The only thing is, we predicted that Dagoe would fucking kill it, and he fucking sputtered. But no, anyway, you predicted that, not me. You always say if Collingwood are likely to win, it'll be someone like Dagoe getting let off the chain or something. But no, it was Jack Christian instead. Mason was, Cox though. instead. Yeah, what the fuck? He's had his one good game for every, what, three or four years, so he'll get re-signed. Uh, he was robbed there. Yeah, oh, you, you could say he was... Robbed blind. Oh, no. Anyway, Richmond versus Carlton on Thursday night. Yeah, okay. Thursday How good night. is it having Thursday night footy, Dano? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I love it. I hate that my team's involved because it makes it really hard to get to when I've got work at 7 o'clock the next morning. Mm, yeah. But anyway, Richmond but versus great. Carlton. Richmond versus Carlton. Give, give us some options. So I went with Patrick Cripps last week and I took the 126. Yeah, I did too. And I think I'm going to go Cripps again. That lost me a matchup, by the way. It was Cripps, VC, Oliver C, and I took Cripps. Cost me my matchup. Anyway, oh, yeah. But you... 
Paddy Cripps. You never not take 126, do you? Unless you're like in a super coach league final or something, like a cash mm. league or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Paddy Cripps like it. I don't mind Doherty. I also like Doherty too. Yeah, as a VC. What about Jaden Short? Nah, he's playing half forward now. He's, they're throwing him around. What the fuck's Dimmer doing, man? Uh, he's put my boy in the middle, Dano. Who the fuck's your boy? Shea Nearly Bolton. made the run sheet, but I thought I'd better not. Shea Bolton? No. Who's your boy? The guy I was going to start until he was injured round one. Oh, Graham. Yes. 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 Got him. Picked him up as a free agent. In um, I actually started him in my draft league with the some of the boys from the draft doctors. Um, but then so you're enjoying start. a 105 three-round average since he moved into the guards? Well, I dropped him, and then I picked him up, and then that's when he got the three games. Because <laughs> I was just like, I need I need someone to score okay up forward. And Didn't yeah, I suggest got... to you to pick up Jack Graham? Yeah, you said he should be healthy-ish by now. Yep. Yep. No, I like that. I like that. Would you... Yeah, would you put a Jack Graham as a VC if you've owned him? No, no chance. No chance, okay. Um, although he could go head-to-head with Cripps. He's done it before and done it pretty well. Um, he scored 120 against Cripps last year, tagging him. But and that was an didn't, don't, Doesn't uh, our mate Jason think that uh, Graham's slow, and if he was any slower, then he'd probably need watering once a week or some shit? Um, well, you know he's not a very good judge of talent. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the next game, Friday. Friday night in Marvel. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Any oh, Nankervis no, owners, any Nankervis owners, shut the VC on him. Oh yeah, that was my smoking. I know I said that two weeks ago. No, I don't. I don't no, know. last anyway. week I said it. Anyway, like, did he get injured? No, he just wasn't great. It was wet. Okay. It was tough conditions. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Friday, St Kilda versus Essendon. Brad Crouch. Any Brad Crouch owners? He's going good, Pato. I've heard Jason got Brad Crouch. He loves Brad Crouch. <laughs> he just loves slow players, eh, Pato? Loves him. Loves him. No, but Brad Crouch, I don't mind. We mentioned him when Steele went down, um, and he's gone about 120 in that five weeks. So yeah. good on you if you brought in Brad Crouch when he was like 490K. Um, I like Sinclair. He's uh, he's on a bit of a tear at the moment. Um, yep. Sucks not having him. Yep. But that's probably about it, Dano. Well, we don't know if Darcy Parrish is going to get up. No, oh, I wouldn't be touched. Even if he plays, I would not be putting a VC or C anywhere near him. Marvel Stadium. What is Zachy Merritt's record at Marvel? What's he like there? I feel like he'd go all right. Probably pretty good. I'm going to double check that, Pato, because I have a feeling he actually might play all right at Marvel. Let's have a look. See on the fucking thing a ling a ling. Ninety-seven. No, one hundred and fifteen was the last time he played at Marvel. No, and but his 100... average at the ve- his average at the venue is ninety-seven. Oh, but I'm talking about against St Kilda. So oh. one hundred and fifteen was the last time he played at Marvel against them, and then the time before that was one hundred and eight. So not super duper fantastic, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm not sure I'd be touching this game with a VC to be honest. When you can go as late as Saturday night for a VC because you've got the all the non-playing players. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Saturday. Oh, actually, there's one more. There's a smoky one that I really want to have a look at, and I'm not going to say it unless he's actually got a really good scoring record against him. So I'm just going to quickly look him up because I just thought of him then, and he's starting to play all right. Okay. Last time he's only played them two times was for a one forty seven and a seventy. It was Jordan Ridley, and the one forty seven was at Marvel in twenty twenty one. No, just I'm just giving a smoky. I'm just giving a smoky there, Pato. Oh, we'll move on. Anyway, Saturday Arvo. <laughs> Saturday Port Adelaide versus Sydney at Adelaide Oval. This game will fucking intrigue the shit out of me. Sydney should spank Port Adelaide. They should, but will they? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm. Ooh. What is life? Um, I actually want to know what Travis Boak's record is against the Swans. I reckon he'd go pretty good. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, he must have got injured in 2019, uh, 2019 or he just fucking sucked. He went 124 in 2021, 116 in 2020, and then 49 in 2019. All three of those games at Adelaide Oval, Pato. Yeah, fuck. COVID. And they're at Adelaide Oval again, aren't they? Yep. Bokey just doesn't want to play at the SCG. About another one. You got anyone, Pat? Uh, yeah, you got anyone? No? Yes? No? Ollie Wines doesn't. Uh, Cal- Callum Mills off a week off, maybe. Yeah? Yeah, don't mind. Don't mind. Um, I can't see him getting tailed up with a tag. Yeah. What about Parker? Parker. Parker. Ha <laughs> Parker. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was thinking of what about Peter Adams. Oh, against his old team, Rucket against the premier Ruckman that is Jeremy Finlayson. <laughs> no, I, I actually think um, Hickey's back. You reckon? Back again. I think so. Hickey's back. Tell a friend. Wear a scarf. Cover the Hickey. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I don't really like anyone else. I, I thought maybe Houston, but he's not the greatest against the Swans. So, yeah. Now, go on to the next one. Optus Stadium. Fuck a blockbuster. $9.50 versus $1.06. That's the West Coast Eagles versus Geelong. Do you reckon Geelong would miss too many goals at Alex with it and might become relevant? Stop trying to talk it into existence, Dono. We know you've got <laughs> Alex with it. And... It's not like bad, though. It was, it was a bad pick. Let's just put it that way. Well... When I talked to him, did you pay six hundred twenty k odd for him? No, I don't think he's ever been six hundred thousand. He's got up to five ninety five. Anyway, uh, every if you're, every if you're second enough to every second week he goes over a hundred. If you're stupid enough to bring in a Jeremy Cameron, I guess like you you may as well chuck the VC on him because this is this is why you bring him in. Um. Hmm. But yeah, yeah it's, it's tough to read this game. Really tough. Fucking skip it. Tim Kelly? Nah. Yeah, I'm not, All right, I'm not a Giants fan. versus Bulldogs. Yeah, Giants, Western, Western Bulldogs, Giants. Are I'm looking forward to this game, Dano. Giants Stadium. I'm spewing. I'm going out Saturday night. We're going to have some beef. We're going to have some beef. Now, I, I would normally say English, but what if Bruce plays? I think they'll both go nuts if Bruce plays. I don't reckon they both will. I reckon Bruce will. Well, Bruce will kill English in the air and English will kill Bruce around the ground. But if the. uh, Yeah. But what if McFay finally plays two rucks and plays a ruck that's good around the ground as well? And then. But Finlayson left. No. Are you fucking joking? Matty Flynn. (laughs) Matty Flynn around the ground. Fuck you. Got him. Fuck you, you know, you know you're fucking wrong. Everyone's like, oh, Matty Flynn isn't the greatest ruck on the planet. You look at those stats before fucking Prusy went down. Okay, um, what was it? Hitouts to advantage around the ground and Flynn was like number two behind Wits. Flynn, Flynn covers a lot of ground. Big man can run. Hmm. But anyway. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like midfielders in this one, Pato. For the Giants. Because I reckon, no, I reckon no, let's but, let's say Cornelio or someone could go thirty plus, and they won't pump out a huge score because they'll be sharing it with fucking Western Bulldogs and shit. It might depend who wins the game. Mm, I think I think, but um, it's tricky. It's tricky because there's some really big super coach numbers on offer potentially in this game. Like the Giants have been playing a really high possession style of footy and the Bulldogs play that as well so whoever wins the game will get the, the better share of those points so if the Giants win a Josh Kelly could go big um, a Canelio could go big Fucking, but you if know, the Dogs you... win it could be it could be Bontempelli it could be English it could be Dunkley like think... it's so hard to predict I'm going for something left to centre here Pato oh, no. Western Bulldogs are not good with forward entries are they and they're also not good at hitting the scoreboard Who's really oh, good Himmelberg. at plucking? 
who the fuck's good at con- plucking contested marks at the moment? Oh, Effectively kicking out defense and taking kickouts. I'm going. Don't know. It's time for a water, mate. Have a water. No, no. This one. This one. Actually, you can. You can VC him. You can. You could VC him. Look, you got no Melbourne, no Brisbane, fucking no Fremantle playing, and the the main offenders are going to be on the Sunday most likely. So you can VC in this game. I guess. You can go McRae. You can go fucking Bont. I don't actually think Bont might score the greatest in this one, Pato. Two of his last three against the Giants haven't been above 100. Um, that's because Matt DeBoer. No, that's not because of Matt DeBoer. <laughs> yeah. Adam Trelaw against his old team. The first of the two old teams. <laughs> no. I, I reckon that you can YOLO this game. Fucking YOLO it. Go to Sunday. Gold Coast versus Adelaide. Metricon. I can't... I can't... Oh. I think a safe... Like a safety 110 will be Ben Keys. A safety 110. Your man, Laird. Yeah, I think there's better options. I think Laird is a good option. I think Took is a good option. Yep. I think Wits is a good option. Yep. And I think that's maybe these are, it. These are guaranteed Cs, though. That's the thing. If your VC doesn't fucking work, you have to use your C on this. Yeah, I'm more than happy with Tuke or Rory Laird as captain. Yep, 100%. 100%. And, and if I was a Wits owner, I think I'd back that in as well. Yep, I don't mind it. Do not. Or Matty Rowell on good form. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Not> him. <laughs> yeah, it's not the year to put the C on Matty Rowell, is it? You know, you know what the sad thing is? The, his fucking first year playing was the year that you could actually confidently put the fucking C on Rail. I think it, people did it in round two. Literally the second round of that, and he pumped out like a 170 or some shit. I think he'll end up being a really good super coach player for us. It's it's really his second... This is really his second year blues. Yeah. Last last year, what, he just played as a fucking forward <coughs> of it, and he's just like, what the fuck? When he comes yeah. back. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Anyway, Pato, what's your Twitter handle? It's at P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. Pato, do you have anything further to add before we fucking sign off? Go Tigers. Yep. Oh, anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. I don't know where the fuck they came from, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>